Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave, I've got a uh, Red Bull in my Greg, hand. You're, and I don't, you're I don't yawning already. You're, why are you <laughs> yawning already? I mean, usually it's like the third or fourth interview. Well, I... Uh, um, Dave, that's a really weird thing for you to say. Blah 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 blah. We have uh, <laughs> some great guests in the booth with us. Plural. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll introduce the blah 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 guy in a couple minutes, uh, <laughs> or in a couple seconds, or whenever he wants to introduce himself. So, so you're, where are you coming from? I got. I was in Seattle uh, drinking. Drinking. Oh dear. Sorry. I was in Seattle <laughs> eating Freudian some <laughs> incredible, incredible sushi down in Pike Place. Uh, oh, and yeah. yes, we found this really cool hole in the wall gin and tonic uh, bar. Nice. Totally like uh, Seattle's a great town. Ah, oh, what a great town! Yeah. And uh, I was doing a screening of Millennial Dream. Actually, ah, mul- multiple screenings cool. and uh, University of Idaho. And uh, it was really cool because the film. Of course, is based on uh, the questions: What values are replacing the millennial? Dr- sorry, the American dream, and <laughs> so we've created this thing called the Millennial Dream, which really has not nothing to do with New Brunswick, but was made for New Brunswickers, the province that we live in right now, Dave. Because right. we want people in this province to watch it and ask tough questions, like: mm. Are we actually building a province that is interesting for young people to live in? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's appropriate, or for people from away. Or from yeah, exactly. CFAs like I'm one. CFAs, and, and we have a guest who's a CFA, and we've got a CFA coming in. And the, the neat transition is, uh, this CFA uh, come from away uh, is actually living out his version of the millennial dream right here in the city, St. John, New Brunswick. What do you know, of James Mullinger, Dave? Uh, he he's he's got a great accent. Mm-hmm. He's got a good head of hair. True that. <laughs> he he's taken the city by storm. Uh, I was I, I first learned of James via uh, our good friend Judy Mackin. Judy knows good people, so you know all of a sudden he was one of us. I would say, even though James and I don't know each other that well, and his picture is bloody everywhere, man. You can't walk into a coffee he shop. He is the ultimate awesome self-promoter. Yes. And for those who haven't heard, which I highly doubt anybody has not heard of James Mollinger, James Mollinger is a comedian. From the UK originally, he's an import into St. John, New Brunswick, and we have him on the boiling point. Thank you for coming in, James. It is an honor to be here. Um, I have to say, I mean, I was getting worried about the number of times that my face was appearing around the city. Yeah, the you, you, you seem a little awkward when I said that. I didn't mean that in that way. No, no, no. Well, I, well, I was because I'm a deeply you know, paranoid, insecure person. So, 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 so that, that fact that I, in order to shift tickets for big shows, I need those posts everywhere. All I can say is thank goodness for the political and the mayoral elections because suddenly there are other faces for people to That's get right. That's and right. not my own. Suddenly there are people with less dignity than me. Because yes, yes, my posters might be up in a few bars and restaurants around town, but at least I'm not stapling ginormous yeah. ones on but, a highway. But James, yeah. why didn't we take advantage of that? We should have big billboard sides like right beside Actually, the candidates. you know what? And what about this? Not running for mayor. Yes, yes, But yes. we'll be at Harbor Station. Right. Wouldn't that be? Like, that's a great idea. Uh, do we have time? Okay, this is, this is a good transition to telling the stu- 
studio, uh, the studio audience. Hi, everybody. What the heck it is that we're <laughs> but, doing but, this but week? First, let's introduce Hunter. Can we not? Yeah, we, should, yeah, we should probably because he, he's going. He's it's killing. Wah, 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 wah. So I, bought, I, I do a double act um, around town. I've been doing it today, and my uh, my my superstar double act is uh, Mr. Hunter. Hello. Can, can, can you say a full sentence, um, Hunter? Uh, in Hello. That, in that very why? Why are you not at school? Why is why are you not at school today? Because school is cancelled. <laughs> oh, adorable. <laughs> um, um, Hunter. <laughs> Hunter. James, James Mullinger's son, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter, why, why didn't you tell um, Greg and Dave where we went this morning? Were we at Harbour Station? Yeah. And what we were we went, doing? We went to the, uh, make a t- TV show. Well, that's right. We Very did. We cool. were... Um, Promoting uh, the big show that I have coming up uh, this year. And we are on a basketball net. Yes, because the, the, the Millmats are playing tonight. so we. Uh, and I was in a basketball. You were in a basketball. He was inside the basketball. Very cool. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is Hunter going to be up with you on Thursday um, night? Um, he's not, but I he has been on stage with me before. I, I did a, uh, was doing a, um, essentially a... Uh, I guess a motivational talk to students at RNS like a few uh, a few months ago, and it was basically about uh, public speaking and ways in which they should engage and how to use the skills of a stand-up when doing job interviews or yeah. presenting or any of those things. Yeah. And uh, I, it was on like day two or day three, and I was doing the roundup. And to be honest, the kids were bored of me. And kids will tell you when they're bored. Audiences yeah. generally pretend to be polite. Yeah. Uh, not, not kids kids will yawn. Yeah. So <laughs> they have just started to get bored of me. Who comes running up on the stage just as the as the, uh, the breaking point? I'm like, I've got to get off stage now. Hunter comes running up and starts dancing around, shouting, show them what you did into the microphone that day. Well... Okay, it doesn't matter. But he, <laughs> he he stole the show. The kids go from being asleep to alive, electric, laughing. Nice. And afterwards, like, I have kids come up to me now, teenagers come up to me in, in the street saying, oh, you're pretty funny, but your son is hilarious. A future St. John comedian. Exactly. The next uh, British. <laughs> so, so, James, why don't you uh, tell us what you're doing? And you can even expre- explain what we're doing as Hemmings House uh, with it. Because... Assume nobody knows anything what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and that's perfectly possible. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make in business in St. John is this idea that, that, that the words that it, that the phrase that it's a small city gets said so many times, people have it in their head that it's a small city, and it's actually not. Like, they, I mean, when I did my first Imperial Theatre show, people would say, but everyone's seen you. And I'm like, no, our tiny circle of Facebook friends, which everyone in this room, we all are friends with the same 100, 200 people, right? There's another 140,000 people out there. And, and I hear it all the time from business owners. They say, well, I'm, I'm doing everything right. Everyone knows I'm here. No, 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 they, they don't. And the, the, I hear it all the time. People go, well, everyone's seen you. No, they haven't. And also, uh, a, a huge proportion of people have no idea what I do, have never even heard. I mean, I'll give a perfect example. When I went to, when Hunter started school, I went to the bus stop to meet him. There's, there's six mums there, all living within two minutes of me, all of similar age group, right? So they're reading the same newspapers in theory, listening to the same radio shows, and, and we live locally. Um, the, uh, first day we chat, second day, third day, they say, oh, yeah, well, you're obviously not around here. You know, what's your, you know, I said, I'm from England. They said, what do you do? I'm a comedian. Now, not one of those six mums said to me, oh, I think I heard something on CBC or I read something in KB Style. 
they knew nothing. And of course, that's the reality of the situation. And I think that, you know, for me, the important part, especially when you're playing uh, an arena, which is what I'm trying to do, which is when you look at it from a business sense, it's me trying to um, enlarge my business. You know, mm. I, I, I've played the Imperial Theatre twice, sold it out. So now I'm going up a venue more than five times the size. I need to widen the net a bit. So, for example, I went to see Johnny Reed at Harbour Station. I walked in there, 5,000 people I've never seen before in my life. Now, if I go to an arts gallery opening up, town or I go to a special event at the Imperial Theatre, yes, I'm going to walk in and it's going to be everyone that we all know. Um, but that isn't St. John. Do you that's, know what? That's a tiny part of St. So John. It's so interesting you say that because, it, and you fall into that trap, right? Mm, like yeah. At least I do. And, and not actually relate to my business. Yeah. But it just, you, you go to a place and so last weekend, my uh, kind of almost sister-in-law is turning 40. They go to this band, Pretty in Pink. Have you ever, you know, they play all these old retro tunes. Them, yeah. yeah. So I sh- we show up, and first I didn't know where we were going, but it was the, the Chinese um, center there. Culture center. Culture yeah. center. Kent Theater, right? Yeah, Kent Theater. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we, beautiful. And we walk in, and I was like, okay, I've been in part of this, but I haven't been this part. Anyways, I look around, and I kind of had this, this thought, James. I thought, I don't know anybody. How yeah. is this possible? You know what I mean? Is that great? And yeah. It is great because it's then you start to realize like there's this untapped potential. That's here. exactly it. It's this untapped market yeah. that, that that is is who we all want to reach. And this is basically what I've been having to do with the harvest. So yeah, to, to take it back for people that don't know, uh, there's two very exciting projects happening at the moment. One is um, uh, Greg and Hemmings House are, are making, producing, shooting uh, a film called City on Fire about the fire in St. John. The fact that we are undergoing this amazing uh, renaissance right now the fact that there is there is this turn happening which is actually quite staggering i mean lots of cities most great cities take a long time to get great what seems insane to me is the amount of change in saint john in the past two years is just incredible i can't think of many other every city i've ever worked in before or or, you know gone to work in whether it be london new york let's be honest they are cities that are Got on the down, like like no one in New York who lives and loves New York, no one would say it's as great here as it was. It's better than it was ten years ago. No one, no one in London would, would say that it was it's as good in London now as it was ten years ago. But everyone in St John would say, yeah, it's definitely better now than it was a year ago, and it's it's way better than it was two years ago. And basically, it, what it means is, if you live in London, every day is going to be the worst day of your life. And you live in St John right now, every day is going to be the best day of your life. I love it. And, uh, and, and and so that that fire and what's that, Hunter? Do you like St John? Yeah. Yes, two sparkly My Little Ponies. Yep, he's got two sparkly My Little Ponies. <laughs> and very... one thief and you one yellow Thankfully, yeah. this is my house. Very on the point. This is, the, yes, yes. Um, this uh, is the perfect format for Hunter, isn't so, it? So um, <laughs> after um, Hemming's House uh, had this film commissioned by CBC, and it's going to air nationally, which, of course, is the greatest opportunity for all of us, that we have this film. Uh, oh, you're not done. Well, guess what? Neither am I, and I pull rank. Um, <laughs> so I'm only joking. Do you want to say sorry, Hunter? That's you, the way it happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to finish the sentence, and you can speak. Do you know what we said about not interrupting? Uh, Mrs. Morse told you that. Um, uh, it's a very exciting opportunity because um, this this documentary is airing nationally. You know, this is going on CBC National. It's going on the doc- doc- documentary channel, um, possibly further afield. And for us, it's a exciting to show the story of what's happening in our beautiful city. It's exciting to inspire other people who are maybe getting lost in the mass of people in big cities and that their art and their creativity isn't being noticed or spotted um, to maybe inspire them to go back to their hometown or move to a small city where they can actually make a splash. So uh, when this film was commissioned, uh, I decided that I, what I didn't really want to do was was to just, you know, provide footage of an existing show. So I said, well, come on, 
I'm gonna. I, I'm the one that's always saying anything's possible in St. John, you know. And and some people say, oh, but you know, it's easy for you to say, etc., etc. Well, I, I I I beg to differ because I came here as someone I had zero connections, zero. I I literally had no contacts. I had no friends here. Um, and t- that was two years ago. Um, I I came here fully expecting to have to give up stand-up comedy because everyone told me I would have to. I arrive here, and within two years, I'm potentially, hopefully, if everyone listens to this, support on this and buys tickets, potentially selling out an arena on Thursday night. What, what date? What's the date? So it's the 20, Thursday, the 28th of April. Okay, so we got to get this out early. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, yeah. So, and and, and um, it's, it's good to explain what Harbor Station is, too. So, so James, you, you always tell the story that... And sell, what does selling out Imperial Theatre mean? Imperial Theatre. And, yeah. then, and then there's a leap so, so, so Imperial Theatre is, is a you know, thousand-seater theatre, which um, I, uh, you know, was the kind of venues that... Hunter, please, darling. Okay, you, do you want to say one more thing? That's absolutely fine. I pie. And 100 cookies and 10 Milo Pony Stone Rays. Will Hunter be at Harbor Station? Uh, no, but he should be. Uh, <laughs> but but um, a, a, he might learn some new words. Sorry, I'm encouraging him. I'm yeah. encouraging him. I should do that. funny, and I am very funny. And I had 100 wires yesterday. Cool. Do you want people to come to Harbor Station on Thursday, Hunter? Yes. Um, and, and I see it. Secret ladder that goes up really high. Yeah, that's true. So the um, so the upshot of all of this is that uh, Imperial Theatre is you know the kind of theatres that I might have been playing in England, thousand seaters. Uh, one thing I was never going to do in England was play an arena, and this is an arena that you know plays host to Iron Maiden, ACDC, Jerry Seinfeld. It doesn't play host to uh, nobody comedians like myself. And uh, to put it another way, th- I think the amazing thing about putting off this achievement is that traditionally the reason that an arena show sells out is because for all of us in living here or anywhere else, a, a superstar comes to play an arena, whether it be Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses, Jerry Seinfeld. We buy tickets for that because we think, well, even though this person's going to be tiny in the distance, I'll never see this person in the flesh ever again. Now, the difference is, is here, like everyone in that room can see me walking around Sobeys any day of the week with the with the, with the the discount coupons looking for the bargains. Yeah. Right? They will see me ambling around uptown trying to tell Hunter to stop talking over me. Right? They will, they will, they can see me anywhere, but yet they're coming out. And I think simply because I'd like to say, I'd like to think because I've built up a business here you know like a plumber coming to a new town like a builder coming to a new town like a dentist coming into a new town all I did when I got here was I didn't have and some people think that I had some favors or some some backing support I mean I've had support from the community but basically I came in and did good work and that is my job as a comedian I came here and started doing gigs everywhere I could from you know the Somerset pub to, to a vineyard on the Kingston Peninsula to every single church charity gig I could do and all I did was show people what I do and they decided they liked it and continued buying tickets and really with this film what I'm trying to do is convey that message to people that that can be done anywhere where, where does that so I gotta ask a couple questions uh, that come to mind well the first I mean maybe the quickest one would be because there's a bunch of you shared a bunch and actually a lot of that resonates with me because uh, I came you know with a one friend here and now I've built a life here and right. I absolutely love it when um, did you come here uh, I was I came I was I lived in the Yukon wow. I was playing hockey in Saskatchewan was in Vancouver wow. so kind of from a big city yeah, and arrived really... here and went oh my god and and so the changes you're describing mm. I've vividly seen over right. but it's for me it's been 15 years but literally I lived in a friend's house when I first got here, we launched a business. I didn't have a business card, and you know, and on and on and on. Now I've got this, you know, wonderful family. Feel really integrated in the community, so I can totally that that really awesome. resonates. I love how bold you're being, <laughs> but um, th- I'm going to take a total tangent here and ask mm. you, but where does your energy come from? 
Because wow. he seemed to have boundless energy. <laughs> that's good it's take. really contagious, well, by the way. That's very nice. Even Thank for you. Greg, he's uh, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think a huge part of it comes from the fact that I did a job I hated for a very long time. Yeah. And this is the thing, and I know that everyone everyone always quotes the, 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 the Bob Dylan thing of, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work for a day in, day in your life. But yesterday we were shooting City on Fire. We were shooting for, for 12 hours straight, basically. And by then everyone was saying, are you tired? You know, I've been talking like I am now for 12 hours. And I said, no, because this is what I've dreamed of doing like I, I I would do it for more hours if I could I could have done another 12 hours straight after that 12 hours yesterday I could do three Harbour Station shows in a night all I ever dream as a child I think what it was was as, I, as a child I was a very shy um, insecure I mean I'm still very insecure but I was a very shy child I didn't have many friends I wasn't academic I was bad at sport I didn't I couldn't speak to people and I, I would just hold myself up in my room on my own listening to comedy tapes oh. and I was obsessed with how like, I, I didn't have the confidence to go and speak to a girl or boy in my class so how did these people walk on stage that seems to be outcasts like me but they were able to talk to these big rooms so um, all I really did was like any other person was taught myself how to do that and taught myself stand up so now I, maybe I'm making up for lost time maybe I'm making up for the first 15 years of my life not saying my, anything my, you know what my mom had this theory or she heard it from her grandmother that you only have so many words right you know what right. I mean yeah, over a lifetime and, yeah. and, 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 and I do need to slow well. down a bit but, um, but <laughs> no I think time, it's great I love it it's, uh, but yeah it, it's, I mean, a huge part of it does come from... People often say, like, why has your act changed since you got here? Like, it used to be darker. And I'm like, well, because back then I wasn't happy. When I was doing shows in London, I was I was a depressed man. Mm. Like, I've come to this place that I really wasn't... Exp I came here for, for a better quality of life. I moved here thinking I'd have to give up stand-up, but I knew it would be a better place to bring up Hunter because he likes to talk so much. Yes, what would you want to say? Mm -hmm. If you have any toy Shopkins... Oh, splash things. Oh, my old pony. Bring them to... Uh, no, 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 we're not going to go out here. Actually, thankfully, it's actually so thick that I don't think anybody's going to hear it. No, no, it's okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Hunter has a good point. If you do have any spare shop kids, yes. you can drop them off at... Um, uh, Shadow Lawn okay. Inn is yeah. right, it's very close. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it to okay. Hunter, my daughter, you got along famously with my daughter, Bryn. Should we go, should we go to Dave's house and check out their Shopkins? Yeah. You'll like them. I think them. Dave's saying you can have all her Shopkins. Yeah, if you want. If you want. I mean, just because there's so many. Um, so that, so like there's, you know, and I think as an entrepreneur, what we have to appreciate about, about what James is sharing with us uh, is this part about being bold. Right. And like and don't we f find that somebody, you know, like what keeps us from from, you know, like what if we knew we couldn't fail? Mm. Like, what would we do? You know, and you're you're kind of. I mean, to me, you're living that through this. Well, he's menu. living it right now. Like, that's like, what I mean. like in, in a few days at Harbor Station, that's we're going to find saying. out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, and that's that, that's obviously it's a huge pressure because, of course, you know, I mean, I was saying this to someone the other day that. Uh, the, the weird thing with doing an arena show in the city that I live in, that I plan to live in for the rest of my life, um, the risk factor there is huge in that if Russell Brand or Louis C.K. goes to um, the O2 in London, which is an arena actually five times the size of Harbour Station, and they absolutely bomb, like they crashed and burned, it was the worst gig ever, and it was in the newspapers and everything, 0.0001% of people in London would be talking about that. right? Don't get me wrong, that would still be probably a, a, that's a huge number of people, still probably more people than there are people in St. John's. But 
but it's a it's a it's it's a it's a number of people, but proportionately it's tiny. If I have a disaster and die on my backside on Thursday night, I would say about, and I'm not saying this arrogantly. I'm just saying the way that we all the way that people talk. Yeah. Thirty or forty percent of the population will be talking about. Did you hear that British comedian finally bombed? You know, let's kick him back to England. So um, does that, that motivate you? Like um, it motivates me to. It's the same way everything motivates me, which is to do better, which is what motivated me when I first got here. And I'm not saying that I didn't apply myself in London, but when I, when I went to do a gig somewhere in England, went to the Midlands to do a show, you always want it to go well because you feel horribly depressed and you hate yourself afterwards if you don't do well. <laughs> but um, but 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 it, it didn't matter as much. If I went and died in front of 400 people in a club, the second I'm off stage, someone else comes up and they forget all about it. No one's ever going to remember the name of the comedian that bombed. The second I moved here and I'm going to perform in vineyards knowing that I had to build a business, I knew that if I went on that stage and I did okay, well, they leave and go, well, that was fine, that was worth 20 bucks. If I went out and absolutely smashed it, all those people walk out and then go and tell everyone they know, you've got to go and see this English guy. So uh, since I've moved here, every single absolutely every single gig within this area completely counted because again I have one I mean I actually did have one disaster gig um, and it was my own fault I did two shows in one night for I think it was Buskers last year um, first show absolute storm I was supposed to do 25 minutes I did 45 minutes it was one of you know uh, it was an absolute stormer gig drank too much in the intermission second gig <laughs> total disaster and uh, to this day I'm still mortified by it uh, yeah. and I'll tell you what I did was I I, would, I mean when would any other comedian do this in a city I made it my mission to find all of those people at that show to give them free tickets for Imperial Theatre and say come and see what I really do that was my fault it didn't connect that night for whatever reason and, and I'm not the kind of comedian that ever blames the audience like some yeah. comedians do yeah. but I mean they were don't they, they were assholes that night but that's not the point but you know I, I, I didn't make them laugh therefore my job failed therefore so it's, that's the difference really so uh, and, I, but, I, but what that's the toughest job and like I mean so I do I do a fair bit of public speaking mm. Um, people there are not to laugh. So if you make them laugh, like that's a bonus. Like, right. oh, he doesn't take himself too seriously, you know. But these people are expected to but laugh. When you, yeah. But I've always thought that. Like you're sitting there and everyone's like kind of, okay, like so let's show me how funny you are. Yeah. Like, that, that, how, that's torture, man. Well, it isn't. It isn't in the. Um, obviously, it's the greatest buzz in the world. When and they do it, laugh, right? uh, yeah, and and of course, it, well, that thing I was saying before about the you know the downside being the proportion of people that talk about how badly it went. Of course, there's an obvious opposite to that, right. which is I go out there and have a stormer. There's a lot of people talking about how great it was, and then the wonderful thing with stand up is when you come off stage and it has gone incredibly well, having all of that glory, right. you don't have to share it with a with a bass player or a drummer. Or, <laughs> right, it's all yours. Yeah. Right? You don't have to share it with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Like you come off. I mean, I mean, it's really. One of the few jobs in the world that literally no one else can. Um, um, but but in all honesty, I did just learn it, and I believe anyone can learn stand up. Like in the same way, uh, anyone can learn. You know, in theory, if you go through the right training, I mean, it takes obviously a certain madness to be willing to. I mean, because I, I wasn't one of these people that took to it naturally. Like I, three, four years in, I was terrible. I was still dying on my backside every single night. And and I just kept going and going and going and going until I got good. Sorry, I feel like I'm dominating this because no, you are you are Dave. Yeah. I know I James know. really well. Know, so that's why you let him sit back. Yeah. Just as a quick aside, every <laughs> single person James and I have approached uh, to be involved.
involved in this in this project. It's been the same thing. I just <laughs> I just sit back. All they want to do is get to know this guy, and I'm just a chump in the. They don't even care that I'm in the room. No, no, okay, no, that's, you know? so, so that's permission. Yeah, so, yeah, but that, that's not the truth. That, that's not true. What it is? Everyone, everyone in this city knows and loves Greg. Actually, so, no, and beyond. Yeah, and, and beyond in right? this continent. I mean, literally everyone, and they all know and love his work. So yeah. it's always simply a case of right. I'm, we I'm know just gonna go do my email in the corner here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here, 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 it sounds here, like a joke. Here, but he is actually doing that. Listen. No, we and everyone knows that. Everyone loves him, and, and in fact, just so you know, like. My name's Dave Vale. I am the co-host here. No one knows that because they always call it Greg Hemming's podcast. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. so here's here you were just talking about failing, right? Yeah. And, and having the four years. So one of the best um, biography or autobiography I ever read was uh, Steve Martin's. Yes, Born Standing Up. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. I, I just did a thing on comedy boot camp where I was training comedians, and I literally took that book and said, "Just read this." Okay. That- well, so I so not not being a real comedian myself, but appreciating it. Mm. Um, what I what I found really interesting was he talked about at one point, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but I mean, what how well, he was like his tenth time on the Tonight Show when finally someone noticed him. You know, like right. everyone everyone assumed it was the first time, and he talked about the struggles and learning material and all that kind of stuff. Well, well, this is a very interesting point. I mean, yesterday I was showing uh, for, for 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 the City on Fire film. I was showing. I have this huge scrapbook of of press clippings, and I I had always had this pact that. Uh, when I my, my wife bought it for me, so I wouldn't have all these cuttings lying around. So I kind of started, you know, putting in press cuttings I got, and I had this. And it's a huge book, and I had this pact that if I hadn't made it, and by made it, I mean providing for my family fully with stand-up, i.e. kind of playing arena-level shows, by the end of the book, I'd give up stand-up. And of course, some people say to me, but if you're getting that many press clippings, surely you're already making it. But the reality is no. I mean, you can, you know, the, the reality of a, of a comedian's life and any performing artist's life is that it is nothing like that. You know, you can be getting news articles, press. In England, you know, I had a, I had a TV show, I'd written a book, I was working for, for a magazine. But all of that, A, meant nothing because I wasn't happy. And B, you know, the cost of living yeah. was so high that these peanuts <laughs> that I was being paid for these creative jobs didn't go into any kind of possible, you know, quality of life. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. That, 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 that's, that's completely, yeah, you know, you have 10, 10% on the Tonight Show, they think that you made it. And similarly, you know, I travel halfway across the country, you know, I arrive at a comedy club, my name is above the door, the show's sold out. Yeah. People think yeah. that you're a king, but if I yeah. told you what I was being paid for that, yeah. it, 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 I, won't, I won't, you know, go into numbers, but to give you a, a, very, a specific, I... Go to a, con- a club, yeah, names above the door, names in lights, you go up, you do an hour-long set, you get a standing ovation, uh, you're being paid less than some- a good waitress that night. Like, in, in all, and I know this for a fact. Like, I've seen my check, I've seen their tips, and they've made more. Now, I'm, as a socialist, I am happy for us all to get paid the same. I just don't think I should be paid the worst when my name's above the door. And I took, I've worked for free for 10 years to get good enough to be able to do that. we we got to get you a good business coach. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. true. There we go. That's such an opportunity. What is, what, is, what is it, like, I don't, and I'm not familiar with this term, riffing. Riffing with, you know, you're talking about Robin Williams and Simon um, um Well, riffing is, means improvising. Oh really? But 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 riffing with those people, I I hosted a, a, a some show pretty called, famous people here, man. Yeah, well, it was it was a show called Movie Kingdom, and it was all about. Um, it was trying to make people. It was trying to make comedians and actors laugh. So there's loads of boring shows about <laughs> mo- about film, but no one ever makes it. So you know these junket situations when Robin Williams is sat in the junket room and then he comes in and gets asked for the fiftieth time, "What was it yeah. like working with Matt Damon?" And he yeah. is just tearing his hair out. <laughs> yeah. Our thing was was going in and, and muck up. So Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek had just done Puss in Boots, so I went in with a, with a big picture of my cat Molly and I said, "So what voice would you give my cat Molly?" And it was just, and that's actually online that clip. So look. 
look it up and it's one of my oh, favorite Oh, that's bits. good. How do people see that? Is that? Oh, it's actually, there's loads of it. If you just actually, on my website, there's a link to highlights. There's me so, making Tom Cruise laugh, George really? Clooney laugh. Um, what's, and, what's, and, your, what's your URL? So people so can James find it. So jamesmonager.com. And then also search Movie Kingdom and my name in YouTube and loads of it comes up. Oh, cool. but, but that, funny enough, is what then became... I shot a film last year in England and Montreal about my early years as a comedian. And it actually stemmed the director of Movie Kingdom. Always thought it was hilarious because we would spend the day interviewing, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, Amy Schumer, Robin Williams. And then they would be like, oh, should we go out after? And I'm like, no, 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 I've got to go three hours on a train to go and die on stage in front of seven people. And then he's like, what? Like, how, why, how? He's like, you've got the dream job here. You spend your day talking to your heroes. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to talk to them. I want to be them. I want to be doing what they do. This sucks for me. And he's like, but most people would love to sit and talk to Seinfeld. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to Seinfeld. I want to be on stage with Seinfeld. So I would be ranting off to do these terrible gigs yeah. and he wrote this the script about this ridiculous dual life I had cool. whereby you know I'm talking to comedians but basically <laughs> hating every second of it because all I really wanted to be doing was doing what they were doing and so that's, that's what that's all about and is that, has it been produced? yeah so it's been made uh, it's been shot uh, there's loads of good people there's actors in it from Downton Abbey and Notting Hill really? and Twilight has it been released? Um, no it's out in England in August and then it'll be in um, Irving Big Stop uh, DVD bins <laughs> for 99 cents come December uh, so uh, keep your eyes peeled for those. That's where I pick up all my DVDs. So uh, I'm actually got. People, when I say that, people go, "Oh no!" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That's where I buy my DVDs. There's nothing wrong with picking up a, a bunch of bananas and a couple of DVDs for a buck each. That, 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 there's dignity to that. So we we have to wrap this up. And course, th- thanks, sorry. Dave, for uh, le- letting me do this part of wrapping it up. That's really uh, awesome. Uh, we we like to. He's, get... al- he's always bust my balls. You know? <laughs> always. Uh, hey, I. I think, uh, uh, relatively speaking, you probably have a larger percentage of busting my balls and putting me under the bus. Have you ever heard, (laughs) have you ever read any of Greg Hemmings' stand-up? Oh, no, I, I've been writing stand up. Oh, you've got to read it. It's the worst. Okay, it's the worst thing. Okay, James, try, try to remember one. Okay, I'm going to do one, right? Okay, listen to this, isn't it? Listen to this, listen to this. Right, okay. What's the deal? With Rasta weddings. I mean, when I go to a wedding, I have to buy a bottle of cheap... I have to I drink a bottle of cheap wine, but at a Rasta wedding, they get to smoke a big fat blunt. Right? That's a... That's a no, no, that's not... It's the worst joke that's ever. The worst. But, also, but it is, isn't it? But, right, but also, what New Brunswick weddings is Greg Hemmings going to where no one's smoking blunts? Fidel Chang. Fidel So, see, the problem is, James didn't deliver my joke the right way. No. So, no. It's a delivery. It's a delivery. Yeah. Uh, you know, considering you do it, you do considering it. it's 420, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Um, there's, there's loads of others. There's absolute gold. So, could, so I know you got to wrap. We got to wrap sorry, up. Sorry. Um, but, um, but I was going to say though that a compliment to you, James. Um, I do remember. I do recall uh, vividly some of your. Uh, I went to your imperial show. Oh, or one you. of the. I may have been the first one. I think. And 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 for for a couple of days after, I was around the house going hello, because <laughs> he started it. It was just it was hello. really funny. And then and then he talked about you know um, going to school and the teachers and my wife being a teacher. You could just you could see all the teachers. Yeah. That oh my, what's he gonna say? Is he gonna and, throw? And his teachers were in the room that night. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was what's beautiful about him is because I think that's there's some power in that because they're like, what's coming? Was he is he gonna kill us here? Well, is well, he gonna- and that's a huge part of why I love performing in my now home city and why I'm gonna love Thursday night is I love walking out on that stage and basically knowing all the people in the room. And I lo- and as I say, that whole thing of like they can they all see me every day just walking around right. town. Right. And I love coming out. And as I say, if I go out, went out on stage in front of four thousand people in London. 
there's no way I'm going to know any faces. There might be a couple of friends that have come. But that'll be it. Whereas I come out and I see people that I know randomly. So I'm like, oh, there's the guy that sold me my garage door. <laughs> like, it's things like that, right? <laughs> it, it, it's little things like that that just make it. And I, I mean, I've, I'm obviously planning the show meticulously, but there will be a lot of crowd interaction due to the fact that, you know, we're going to have, you know, whatever percentage of St. John in the room. So yeah. let's play well, with it. I've, I'm sold. I'm buying my ticket. Uh, so everybody in St. John, you have to get a ticket. And for those of us who are not in St. John, we will be screening the film on CBC, I believe, in July. Yes. Cool. So really? uh, I think it might be a bit later now. Oh, it might be a little bit later yes, now. It, it might, might be, be a little bit later. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I there... don't work for Hemmings House, but I... I... <laughs> <laughs> will, so, there, will there be a clip of Greg Hemmings' stand-up in it? There should be. Well, I'm going to tell you what I have been doing is that my warm-up night, sometimes I pull out the notes and go, right, I'm going to now read you some of Greg Hemmings' stuff just to make my stuff look better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, my, my, uh, my stand-up, uh, uh, the writing of it is so good. I can't wait to actually someday have an opportunity to, to actually get I'm up coming. and do, do my coming. stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. James, Perfect. thanks for coming. It's going to be awesome. I'm so glad we're doing a film with you right now. Hunter. Hunter. Thank you very much. Hunter, last Hunter. word to you, my friend. What would you like to say to the people of St. John and the rest of the world? Goodbye. Oh, whoops, we just knocked the... Um, is that okay? Is it still work? Yeah. 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 Put this back on. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? Well, we're, gonna, we're done on the radio today, so I'll see you maybe in 10 years. No, I'll see you on Thursday. Thursday, bye. See, how, how, how can you not respond yeah, to that? Exactly. Go buy your tickets at harborstation.com. And, and maybe rather than coming to my uh, pers- my home address, if you do have Shopkins that you want to donate to Hunter William Mullinger, you can drop them off at the box office at Harbour Station and they will look after them. <laughs> there and we please, go. Please don't turn up at my house because uh, loads of... <laughs> Uh, freaks do. There we go. Okay. Well, I'm really joking. Thank so, you for turning on my house. Uh, this will be the, the first po- podcast that we don't have time for takeaways. Yes. But I thought it was rich. It, I do. It, it was good. I and do. Uh, thank you for participating in this, Greg. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you invited me onto your <laughs> podcast today, uh, Dave. That was really nice of you to, to let me uh, let me do the extra. Uh, it was nice to meet you properly, Dave, because me and Greg, I mean, he won't say it, but we're getting a bit sick of each other. You know, we spent, we've been he doesn't like my jokes. I don't understand. I love your jokes. I like your films. Right. You, you don't like my, yeah, right? You, you like my jokes, but not my films. I, I can't like stand your films. You can stand my jokes. <laughs> exactly. This is the most honest relationship. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Thanks, James. Thank Thanks you. See you Thursday, Cheers. man. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.